latest from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly. I'm joined by Adam Ash. How are you doing this week, Ashy? Doing well, Jeremy. Uh, been a good week so far. How are you getting on? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we're just a uh, busy week as we prepare for the new season. Cheetahs on Friday night and then first home game the following week. Yeah, very exciting. Um, big first game for us. Spoken about it on previous podcasts, but it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a challenging one out there. Uh, playing at altitude and the Cheetahs obviously off the back of an extremely successful Curry Cup. So, yeah, going to be a challenge, but, um, you know, I think the boys will be in, in fine shape and, and hopefully we can get a solid win on Friday night. And also joining us this week is Lee Jones. Lee, how's it going? Good, thanks. Good to be here, boys. Is this your Warriors Weekly debut? Have you, have you been on before? No, number two, I think. Number two? Uh, yeah, one yeah. of the early, one of the early days. Yeah. Before first. Yeah. Chose to get Lee on early because he's uh, he's brilliant at speaking. A lot of you guys have probably seen that he's been doing a lot of commentating and and that kind of thing. So a strong point of his. So he's back for number two. Yeah. It's good to have you back. And I, I was going to ask you about that. So you've been doing a bit of media work recently. Uh, how much do you enjoy that? Is that something that you look to do when you finish playing rugby? Um, something I kind of picked up bits and pieces. If you'd asked me like maybe five or six years ago, it'd be the last thing that I'd thought. I'd be any good at, interested in at all, you know. Um, but it's one of these things that I think, like, playing, you know, for a professional club, you it's things you have to do and you you gradually get better at it, uh, speaking to the media, doing bits on TV. Um, and it actually becomes, I would say, like, for myself, it's become quite enjoyable. Um, you realise that you, uh, you have an insight into the game that maybe a lot of people are quite interested in. Uh, which you maybe take for granted a bit, but it's something that you can uh, give to the audience, um, you know, little things that they might not otherwise know. Um, so, no, it's been quite enjoyable. It's probably, um, I mean, the reason I've I've been getting into a, a bit of it is because I've been injured, which is <laughs> which is not great. Yeah. But, um, you know, if, if these kind of little opportunities come up, then it, it was good. It was good to do the, the commentary um, on the Ulster pre-season game the other week. That was, that was interesting. Um, what do you prefer? Do you prefer doing radio, TV, commentary? What you know? Definitely uh, not got a face for the radio. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. That was nice. um, that was sharp, sharp. Yeah. How many games did you end up racking up last year, commentary-wise? Like every time I look to the side of the pitch, you seem to be uh, commentary. Yeah, I had um, yeah. booted. It's a lot, I, a lot of premier come sports. In, I'd come in with a shirt on, the boys would be like, way on the telly, yeah. Uh, nah, so I did a couple of half-time, half-time jobs for um, Premier Sports, which was good. It means you have to concentrate on the game during the first half. I'm like, you know, sometimes you can sort of switch off a bit, but see if you need to, if you need to say something at half-time, you need to be clued in. Uh, so it probably makes you, makes you watch the game a bit, with a bit more interest. So let's talk about rugby. We've talked about your injury. Whereabouts are you? What, what, what injury have you got? And, and when are you hoping to be back? Yeah, I, I tore my hamstring. Um, I think we had a day a day to go in pre-season, which was unfortunate. We had a little in-house game and uh, it kind of came out of the blue. You know, I felt I felt good going into the, into the session. I was warm. It's just one of these things that you can't really account for. So... Um, but rehab going really well. Um, you know, it's never actually felt too much of an issue. So being able to 
progress quite quickly. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's good this week with the boys being away. It's a, a chance to really kind of focus on you know rehab stuff and get that all squared away. Um, so yeah, going well and and hopefully be back fit um, in the next few weeks. I think it's something that. We- uh, supporters don't really see is what what goes into that rehab. What's the kind of process that you go through to get back on the pitch? Yeah, so initially it's probably trying to it's for the physios to try and get a grasp on your injury. Um, obviously, you know you're you're straight off the field. There's an assessment there, but it's probably over the next like few days where you kind of really get a picture of where you're where you're sitting. Um, Do you go for a scan or? Yeah, if, it, if, if, it's, if it's required, they'll send us to, to Ross Hall um, across there for, um, in this case, it was an MRI scan. So even though the hamstring felt, didn't feel too bad after the injury, the scan kind of showed a bit different, um, which was surprising. But then um, it gives the physios um, an idea of how to treat it and how long it can be before you're back doing stuff. Although at the end of the day, you're always treated clinically as well, so it's how it's responding. Um, and how did you know? Did you know straight away when that you that there was um, something wrong? How was it? How was it was cramped. Did you? Yeah, it was a strange one. Like I've never really had any hamstring issues before, so it felt just like a really strong like muscle cramp, um, and I pulled up pretty quickly. Like it was pretty sore. Um, but then you just never know these things, especially when it's never happened before. So. Um, end result was was a tear um but no it's um the physios have been great like when we're injured we'll get allocated um a physio to work so it's rtp it's called return to play so we have that sort of section within the club um touchwood it's pretty light at the moment there's there's not many boys in there which is you know testament to the work we've put in, in the pre-season um and the work the physios and trainers have done um we've, we've also got an s uh, strength and conditioning uh, coach Liam Walsh, he's in charge of our RTP group, uh, the most positive man in the world, which is what you he need. He strayed from George Petrakos, didn't he? Yeah. George is our, our former SNC coach and he was just... He's now doing some stuff for Scotland, level, yeah. he's working for He's working for Scotland, lucky for them now, he's, he's brilliant, but he was uh, he turned up every morning and he was just the most positive guy, great coach and I think... Um, George brought Liam kind of under his wing, and and George is very uh, Liam is very much taken up that role now. So that must really help having that positivity. Oh, it, it, like it's probably you can't um, can't underestimate it. Like when you have a group, an injured group, it's there's always a variation of like where guys are at in terms of in headspace. It can be difficult, you know, pick up another injury. Guys have maybe long term injured. Um, you know, it can get frustrating. So to have a guy that's kind of, you know, he's positive, he'll help you set goals for where you're going to go, like that's a, that's a huge thing and um, probably the mental part of being injured um, and Liam's great at that um, alongside, you know, all the all the physical stuff he'll give us. So um, it's a good team. They are a good team and as well, I think they're, they're a positive bunch of guys but the, the great thing I think from my perspective as well and it's probably the same for you, Lee, is being able to have that open, honest dialogue with them, like, and being able to feed back to one another as to what's working, what's not working, you know, I think that's so helpful in getting the right thing in the program. Like, you know, previously at times before you maybe, I don't know, working with a coach, maybe not able to be a hundred percent honest, or you feel that you can't feed back exactly what you're feeling. But all the guys that are on board at the moment are so responsive 
to, to hearing what you have to say and, and what you think's working, what you think's not working. So that's a massive part of it as well. Yeah. Like having been able to, uh, I guess, be honest in where you're at and then those guys can feed that back to the team as a whole. And if something needs to change, then, you know, they're open to, you know, something changing. Um, if you feel you want to work on something, you know, they're very good in terms of, right, we've got this period, you're going to be out. Mm -hmm. What do you want to work on? Yeah. You, you want to come back, and the whole idea is we come back stronger. Um, you know, so is that working different parts of your body and, you know, from where the injury is? Yeah, like um, it might be a case of you've got a lower, lower limb injury, um, right, upper body-wise. What do you want to – you see yourself back on the pitch, where do you want to be in terms of – it could be a strength target, it could be, oh, I want to be more powerful – um, so the so guys. It's not are, just about coming back fit. It's about coming back better. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's always a there's always something you can work on, regardless of your injury. And I think, you know, just hammer that. Um, and when you set goals, um, you know, it really gives you something to focus on when you can't be out on the field. Um, so the amount of injuries I've had recently, I'll, I'll be coming back. Wait until you see me come back. <laughs> This boy's going to be an animal in the field. Watch out, people. When you get close to coming back, what's that period like? Is, is that, do you become sort of, you just want to get back out on the pitch? You know, you're getting closer to maybe a, a game that you've targeted. Is that, is that quite a difficult period? Um, or is it, is it, it, is it exciting? Is that, yeah, it's, it's good. It changes a bit because um, you're almost totally in the care of, you know, your, your physio team um, and S&C, but... When you get closer towards playing, you obviously um, you'll start to integrate more with the main squad. So whether that's bits of your gym program will start to maybe do more with the main squad. You'll start to integrate into sessions. Um, and to begin with, it might be you jump in for a session. It might be 10, 20 minutes. You do a bit there. You come back out because um, they're monitoring maybe your load. Um, so you gradually build that up. So that's kind of it's exciting once once you go from almost having no um, interaction interaction with the team into, into starting to build it up. And then you can almost see, you know, that's when you can get a, a feel for getting back playing. What you sometimes see as well is, say there's been a player maybe been out for three or four months and they get begin to integrate back into the team sessions. You might see, I remember Swinnells came back a couple of times and I think I've been guilty for this a couple of times as well, but... You know, a player will be in integrated back into the team and they're so excited to be out there yeah. that the guys are, say, training non-contact or something and you just absolutely fly in and you're just so excited and everyone's like, ah, what are you doing? Yeah. And you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like you're just excited <laughs> to be back, back out there. Back yeah. You see it all the time. I've had six weeks off of ah, You feel yeah. fresh and everyone else is battered from the weekend and your, your body's you're ready to go, ready you know? To go. So it's just it's but funny. It, but it's also important not to rush it as well. So it must be, there must be a, a part of that where you've got to hold back slightly. Yeah, there's definitely a balance because if you if you'd ask any player, they probably want to push it as as hard as you can, and um, there's definitely a balance. So, in terms of like when you're returning, there's generally markers you've got to hit before you can kind of do the next step. So, um, you know whether that's stuff in the gym or we got to get so many K's in the legs before you then go on to a team session. So it's it's closely monitored, but I guess any player will want to push it. You know, as as close as possible to to returning, um, and it's just that balance between, I guess, listening to your body as well, and um, 
looking at the feedback you're getting from the monitor and stuff. So it's a it's a tough one because any player wants to be back as, as quickly as they can, but um, you sometimes have to be uh, reined in a bit, I would say. Mm. It's, it's a tough one, though, isn't it, in terms of, like you speak about listening to your body, it can be the kind of thing where, you know, you might have a tight hamstring and, and you obviously know that it's probably best not to train that day, but then another day where you feel absolutely fine, like you said, and kind of out of the blue, you get an injury and sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it. It's like, it can be frustrating at times, but, you know, that's, I think, why when we turn up in the morning, we do our monitoring and we sort of um, make sure the body's moving properly and there's no sort of awareness of, of any tightness. And, and these things are always getting measured just to give us that kind of extra little bit of self-awareness so that we're, we're ideally functioning as well as we can out there and not at risk to picking up anything new. Um, but as I say, it can be it can be difficult. Well, we look forward to seeing you back out in the pitch soon, Lee. Uh, let's talk about rugby. Uh, the Rugby World Cup, Scotland against Ireland on Sunday. Uh, it was a disappointing 27-3 defeat. How would you guys sum sum the game up? Uh, oh, like obviously, I think everybody that watched it, everybody that was that's interest shows an interest in Scottish rugby will be disappointed because. I think the main reason being there's such a build-up to, to the match. You know, that's been something that's probably been the eyes of the Scottish coaches, the players, the public for months. You know, when, when Gregor first came in as coach, um, you know, everything was building towards a World Cup in Japan. So um, for it to be so disappointing and frustrating in the first games, you know, that's, that's the expectation that probably um, is overriding there. Um, but look... The, if we look back just in the short term to that first game, first warm-up game against France, you know, um, probably couldn't have gone any worse. Um, the three game, then you think, you know, we're really we're really struggling here, and the the speed that you can, or like how quickly something can turn around, is, is something that you'll hope will happen um, as the guys go into Samoa uh, on Monday. Yeah, I mean, just to back up, we said disappointing, but. Got to park it, got to move on. Three massive games to go. Um, you know, I wouldn't imagine the coaches and, and the squad in general will be sort of dwelling on this. It's all about moving forward. And, you know, we've seen this team play so well at times. So I, I've got all the confidence in the world that they can turn it around. But, you know, there's, there's no getting away from the fact that it was disappointing. And, you know, you do feel for the boys that are out there and kind of uh, having to take the weight of that, that pressure. Um, after obviously a loss like that, but yeah, I'm, I'm confident they can turn it around and, and have a good game against Samoa. Does it help having a longer period between games? So say had an eight game, eight days between games, or, do, or is it actually better sometimes to get out a bit quicker and get out of the system? Yeah, I think. Look, I think the boys that played will just want to get out there again. Um, but I guess you got to take it as it comes, because you know some teams have got their short short turnaround straight off the bat. Um, and others like a bit deeper into the tournament so I guess it's taken it as it comes but I think if the boys ever needed motivation you know to go out against Samoa then you know that result should um, in the manner of the result should really motivate them to to go out and you know put in a performance that we know you know Scotland are capable of and also a couple of disappointing injuries we've talked about injuries already but Ali Price and Hamish Watson coming home be tough for them especially just after after one game yeah really disappointing two key players um 
that I think we're going to play a big part in the tournament. So, you know, it'll be disappointing for the squad to lose those guys and, and obviously for them to have put in a lot of work over the last four years, to be honest with you. Um, and then a lot of work through the summer in the training camp. You know, it's, it's gotten for them to, to be heading back just after uh, the first game. Um, you know, hopefully Hamish is... His, his knee's not too bad. It looked like a, a sore one, obviously getting stretchered off the field. Um, you know, in terms of Ali's injury, there was nothing too visible out there that we've seen. So I don't know if it was just something that had kind of been, been niggling away or what, but um, I'm sure we'll get him back into to Scotland soon and he'll be under the care of the guys here. And um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be great to integrate him back into the squad because he's a good guy to have around. Got an opportunity for some other players to stick their hand up for selection. We'll probably see a bit more of George Horn for the next few weeks. Yeah, it's always the case. Like you never want to see anyone get injured, but it's, I guess, it's what gives other guys opportunities. Um, and like you said, like hugely disappointing for both those guys. Um, you know, to build towards a World Cup and then for it to be over so soon. Um, but like huge opportunities for the guys that will step in. Um, and it's the nature, it's the nature of rugby, isn't it? Um, huge opportunities for boys at the World Cup. It's the same as with so many boys being away. Huge opportunities for guys at Glasgow. So it's about it's about guys grasping them. Um, and it's I guess from from one disappointment, it's a it's a it's a positive for someone else. And someone else that's uh, come into the Glasgow Warriors squad has been training with us during pre-season is Robbie Ferguson back at the club. Um, he's with Scotland Sevens at the moment, but uh, I spoke to him earlier and here's what he had to say. The latest from Scotston, Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. So Robbie, it's great having you on Warriors Weekly. How is it being back at the club? Yeah, it's been great so far. It's been a, a good pre-season for all the boys getting involved and especially Sevens boys getting and having a shot. So no, it's been really, really pretty exciting coming back to the club. Has it helped having so many of the Sevens guys here? Because imagine the playing groups changed a bit since you were here previously. Um, yeah, a lot of the guys that Ken I came through the system with now are sort of senior players within the group as well. So it's nice to know a few of them. And then having the sort of six, seven, Sevens players in with us as well sort of, uh, um, kind of makes sort us, of helps. Makes us yeah, have a little bit of a... You've kind of got a comfort blanket almost yeah. with a few people in the same situation as you. It's not just yourself. And John DL, having him here as well. Yeah, it's good It's good having JD. Obviously, we worked a lot with him over the last sort of two, three years now, actually, when he was down in London as well. So that's good having him there and similar drills that he's kind of bringing in from the sevens and a lot of the breakdown stuff now sort of applicable in 15s as well. So that's been, it's been pretty good. So let's, let's rewind. Just let's talk about, you know, your previous spell here. How much, how much did you enjoy that? How much was that a really important experience? Because you've obviously been away and you've come back, albeit you're, you're with Scotland Sevens. Yeah, no, it's it's been different. The club's obviously changed. There's new management and stuff in charge from when I uh, when I was here, what, almost four years ago and a bit before that as well. So uh, that was a good experience for me as a young sort of academy player during the last World Cup. Um, same sort of opportunities as this year with boys being away. Obviously, Glasgow's got a lot of boys away with Scotland, so... Um, so it was, it was during the last the last World Cup, wasn't it? That yeah, that was when we were in. So we were. I was an academy player back then, and then we got off opportunity to go away. So I think we went to Claremont pre-season, and then we went yeah. to uh, Canada. Canada yeah. And then I was lucky enough to play in a few league games at the start of that season until the boys came back from the World Cup, and obviously with so many international centres and things like that coming back, I got the opportunity to go down south to London Scottish on loan, and um, yeah, that was sort of. 
how I ended up getting some more exposure to pro rugby and stuff. So you've been through all of this before, four yeah. years ago. Yeah. How important is this period for, for the club? Because there's, there's so many players away at the Rugby World Cup, but it's an opportunity for others, isn't it, to come in and step up? Yeah, it's a massive opportunity for boys who maybe don't get as regular an opportunity to sort of step up. And it's a good chance for, I guess, the coaches to see a lot of boys get some minutes that they maybe wouldn't in a regular season. So it's a good opportunity for the club to gain depth in the squad and see what they've got out there. And also, it's a massive opportunity for the players. They've, they've been wanting an opportunity to play, and that's what everyone wants as a professional rugby player, is that chance to go out there and actually perform at the weekend. So there's a lot of boys going to get, get those opportunities, which is a good thing for both the club and the players because you're getting growth and um, hopefully a successful period with boys getting a chance to play. Back in, I think it was 2014, you had a really tough period off the pitch. Tell, tell us a bit about that. Um, yeah, so I got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, back then and that was a sort of difficult time, but I was playing my club rugby down at Ayr at that point and they were really supportive. Even the boys at Glasgow and stuff that I was sort of involved with them were really supportive. And um, now nah, it was pretty tough six months, but we bounced back at the back of it and uh, now nah, it's good to be back on the pitch and doing what I enjoy doing now. How important was it having everyone at Ayr around you, as you say, for that sort of support? Yeah, all the boys I play with are still some of my best mates right now. So we all hang out, we all still see each other and all that sort of stuff. So now having a good support system is massive. No matter what you're sort of going through or what you're doing, it can be during rugby, you have tough times, out with rugby, everyone's got their own sort of stuff going on. So a good support system is always uh, massive and we're lucky enough within the rugby community. I think that's quite a positive. And what do you remember about your first game back after your illness? Uh, we played... Uh, Curry, I think we played Curry away, uh, Curry at home actually. So, um, one of the boys, Grant, got injured, and I ended up coming along, coming on a lot earlier than I was uh, meant to, because I don't know how actually fit I was at that point. But I had sixty minutes against Curry, and uh, yeah, that was it was just like riding a bike. Yeah, you don't really forget, and you get straight back into it. So that nah, was a massive relief, I think, more so for family and friends than myself. But now nah, it was it was a good feeling. Now, since then, you've gone on. You've become a member of the Scotland Seven squad. You've been travelling all over the world. Yeah. Tell us a bit about that. Uh, no, again, obviously John DL's here now, so owe a lot of that to, to him as well. When we were down in London, I was playing 15s rugby, um, and he just sort of had a chat with me one day. He was like, would you be interested in coming back up and getting involved in the system, the Scottish rugby system again, and joining the Sevens squad? And at that time, they were riding high. They just won London Sevens, so it was an opportunity you couldn't turn down. So owe a lot to him for uh, giving me that shot there. And then since then, I've really enjoyed my time with the Sevens. It's... Uh, it's a, it's a different environment, it's so close-knit, there's only 14, 15 boys and then you obviously travel with 13 around the world, so coaches, management, S&C, physios all get pretty tight, so um, no, it's, a, it's a good environment to be travelling around and you get to see some, some good places and play in some big stadiums, which is pretty cool. Now we've had a few of the Sevens guys, former Sevens guys on here over the last few weeks, yeah. uh, we've asked them what their favourite tournament is, what's, what's yours? Um, Toss-up, I reckon... Potentially Cape Town's my favourite, uh, probably quite a common one. Um, you play and obviously they've that stadium, um, I can't actually remember what it's called, but it was set up for the Football World Cup, so it's an unbelievable stadium. Cape Town's a lovely place, like you're down by the marina and by the beaches and stuff like that, great restaurants, all that sort of stuff. Tough so, life. Yeah, well, you will. <laughs> I think everyone gets the impression with Sevens we go on a bit of a holiday, but we maybe get one, one and a half days off to go and actually explore the place and... Most times it's actually spent in hotel rooms, analysis, training pitches, things like that. So, nah, but I think uh, my favourite would either be Cape Town or uh, Vancouver. Vancouver's pretty nice as well. And from the Warriors, you went to London Scottish. What, what, how, how was that for you in terms of your sort of development? 
Yeah, I think that played quite a big part for me, to be honest. Um, obviously, the guy who went down with George is obviously kicking on, doing really, really well now, so it's great for him. Um, at that time... That was George, George Horn. George Horn, yeah. So at that time, I think we had maybe four international centres, plus there was two other ones, so I was at the, and the academy at that point, and it was sort of decided that I needed more exposure to pro rugby, so there was a bit of a, an alliance between London Scottish there, so... Um, went down there with the expectation of a sort of four-week loan deal to play a little bit. And then um, myself and George ended up playing fairly well and the coaches wanted to keep us down there and it kind of got extended to a season-long sort of uh, loan period. And then out the back of that, I ended up signing my first professional sort of contract down there with London Scottish. So, um, nah, just playing regular when you're... It's, it's different when you're in a large squad and it's so competitive like this. It's just nice sometimes to be in a team where you're starting regularly and get into a little bit of a rhythm of what pro rugby is. Um, so that was really good for me. And then hopefully it's going to bridge the gap for me to now kick on and uh, play a little bit of Glasgow and also the Sevens. We've seen a few guys go down to London Scottish, you know, even a few recently as well. There's a few down there at the moment. Yep. It's great great to see, isn't it? And it's great, as you say, important to just be playing regularly. Yeah, it's just, it can get frustrating when you're not, you're not playing as much rugby as you'd like to be or whatever else happens. So I think it's real beneficial for three, four weeks to go down there, get regular 80-minute spells. And I think you can, well, I felt, I felt as a player, it really improved certain aspects of my game. Um, so it's a fairly attritional league. There's a lot of big boys down there. So um, depending on who you are, I think you can get quite a lot out of going down there and just playing regularly all the time. And now you're back. You're back with Scotland Sevens. What, what are you hoping to achieve back here, the Warriors, and, and obviously on the seven circuit? Um, yeah, it's an, interesting, it's an interesting year for us with the Sevens because obviously we're split between... The pro teams of some boys are in Edinburgh, some boys are in Glasgow. So um, our first real tournament is the HSBC in Dubai. So we're kind of at a point where we've kind of went through a transition from a lot of the old Sevens boys have retired and whatnot. And then I think the last couple of seasons we've been growing and experienced as a Sevens team. So I'd like to push on this year and try and do as well as possible in the HSBC circuits and try and emulate some of the success that's happened there previously, win some tournaments. But um, yeah, up until sort of Christmas time, I really want to push on at Glasgow and try and get my foot back in the door for a little bit of 15s moving forward after that. Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us on Warriors Weekly, Robbie, and all the best for the season ahead. No worries. Thank you very much. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. So that was Robbie Ferguson there. Guys, uh, Robbie's been through a lot. Uh, must be great to see him back here at the club. Yeah, it is. Um, Robbie and I actually go way back. We played age grade together, both the same age. Um, so, yeah, I've had a lot of good times with Robbie on the field, good times off the field. Um, but, yeah, he's he's been through a lot, and it's great to see him um, doing so well in the seventh circuit over the last or two or three years. Um, obviously, a co-captain there. And uh, he's, he's done fantastically well, uh, being involved in the squad here over pre-season. Um, a, a fantastic leader and I think someone that John DL particularly values a lot having uh, coached him and whatnot. so yeah it's, it's great to have Robbie in hopefully we can involve him as much as possible here because fantastic player and um, yeah he's, he's a, another guy who's great to have around the place he's an extremely positive guy after everything he's been through um, so yeah I couldn't speak highly enough of him 
Yeah, it's great to have uh, Robbie here, and um, we'll uh, we'll talk about obviously cheetahs on Friday night in Bloemfontein. Uh, our first home games at Scotston uh, next Friday night against the Scarlets, and then the following Saturday against Cardiff Blues. Tickets for both of those games are available now from GlasgowWarriors.org. So just to wrap up, guys, as we approach the start of the season for real, Guinness Pro 14 kicking off this weekend. How excited are you about the season ahead? Yeah, it's it's massive. Um, talked a lot. There's been a lot of chat in the media about um, you know it being a World Cup year, and it's a slightly different landscape for the Glasgow team. Um, but it's really exciting. I think what's made Glasgow so strong in the past is the guys that have stepped in when international guys have been away. So that's something we'll be looking to you know keep going um, through the start of the season. We'll see guys get opportunities. Um, you know, a couple of good hit-outs against Ulster, um, but the real one starts, I guess, on Friday night against Cheetahs. Yeah, mentally, it's a, it's a long season, isn't it, Ashley? So how do you prepare for the, the season and how do you deal with it? Do you just take it a game at a time or do you, do you split it down into sections? How do you, It's a long season, isn't it? Yeah, I think you, you really have to try and take it a game at a time. You never know what's going to happen in a sport. Um, so, you know, ideally, well, in an ideal season, you're going to be available to play every single week. Um, and, it, and it can be difficult. Um, certainly, the position that I play in is physically demanding. Uh, and all positions are, to be honest with you, but especially in the back row. So, you know, you, you really just have to... It's all about trying to get your, yourself into as best possible shape as you can be for sort of the end of the week. Um, you know, it might mean that sort of some weeks you might have to sort of miss training Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and then you get back out there for Thursday and hopefully you're you're kind of recovering and whatnot. But it but it can be a challenge. In terms of me, I try and personally I just try and take it week by week and and, you know, tick off as many of the kind of recovery protocols as I possibly can. Everybody's got their different things that they like. They might you might have guys that uh, do yoga or, you know, like going up to the sauna, getting in the pool, that kind of thing. Is that important um, to mix it up and Yeah, I think so. I mean Guys tend to have things that they go to that work for them. Um, so, you know, you've got your Rob Harley and Chris Fizarro who, after training on a Tuesday or whatever it is, go across the Scottsdale uh, Leisure Centre and they'll sit in the sauna for about an hour and a half. <laughs> and then, do you do that as well? No, I've done it a couple of times, <laughs> but after I didn't want to do it anymore with those guys because they'd Rob's trained so much level, that I felt so... Like I can only last for like 15 minutes and those guys are literally like 45 minutes at a time. So um, they walk back across here and you see them in their shorts. You should see Rob, honestly. He's red enough as it is, but when he comes out of that sauna, he's like the devil, honestly. <laughs> so you got guys that do that kind of stuff. Um, what do you do? For me, I'm, I'm big into stretching. So over the last sort of year and a half, you know, either after training, when I come in in the morning or at night before bed, I'll do a sort of little 15 or 20 minute stretching routine. Uh, I found that's been helpful for me. I, I tend to get quite tight around my hips. Uh, I like to try and keep my back as loose as possible. So that stuff's brilliant for me. Uh, usually I'll try and get up to David Lloyd sort of once a week, usually on the day off. And I'll try and get in the sauna for sort of 10 minutes, get warm and then a bit of stretching and stuff in the pool, jump in the hot tub. I'm kind of all about warming myself up as much as I possibly can. I do it quite stiff with my uh, old 26-year-old body. I'm not that old, am I? <laughs> and Lee, are you a yoga man? Uh, having my wife as a yoga teacher, yeah, I guess I got to be. <laughs> Charlene comes in and takes yoga classes for us right through pre-season. 
Um, it was the best part of the day. <laughs> does that does that continue through the season as well? Uh, it has on a Wednesday. Is that right? I think um, last season it was sort of a, a day off sort of thing. So uh, the boys would come in and and do a bit just to get moving um, on the day off. So a few fans uh, just built a few fans of the yoga over the over the last couple of seasons, which is good. Great. Well, thanks, uh, thanks Lee for joining us this week. Uh, Ashley, thanks again. Um, so Glasgow Warriors, Cheetahs, Friday night, Premier Sports 2, kick off five past six UK time. You can follow the game on our match centre on glasgowarriors.org and across all our channels. We've got you covered this week. And we'll be back next Tuesday at five o'clock to chat more, look back at the game against Cheetahs and look ahead to our first home game here at Scotson against Scarlets next Friday night. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast.